Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Five Star Movie Podcast, a podcast for two guys who are having spaghetti and salad for dinner and who, are also, who also watch movies. I am Ryan Hurley, and I'm here, as always, with my esteemed co-host. Uh, Sam Wolf Cool's here, and Hugh would be very upset with me as I had spaghetti for dinner with no wine. Oh, you can't have, you can't have spaghetti with no wine. Did you at least have it with their whiskey? Oh my god, the amount of whiskey in this movie almost gave me a stomachache. So much whiskey. We are, of <laughs> course, talking about the 1972 movie for Robert Altman, Images. Uh, we switched it up on you folks. Uh, we have been getting really into spooky season. We've been watching some fun horror movies, and uh, we wanted to talk about one here. Uh, so just roll with the punches and have fun with us, everybody. Uh, how have you been doing lately, Wolf? Pretty tired, but I'm pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's at least you're good. It, <laughs> I feel like uh, being tired in quarantine is like it's like a new sensation because you're just doing so much of nothing. You know what I mean? Pretty much. Having like a, a day where you do something, you're like, oh hell yeah! It's like I just started work. I'm, I'm I'll probably work in like nine, ten hour days, so it'll be good. It'll be good to get back into the swing of things. Yeah, it'll be fun. You've uh, you've been uh, you've been just like training, keeping yourself a little conditioned. And now you're now you're back in the in the deep deep end. Pretty much, it'll be good. It'll be much more uh, much more worth my while. We uh, ha- half of the team is from North Carolina, and they all say y'all in a southern accent. It's kind of cool. You got to start adopting it and using it on the pod, y'all. I was uh, I was like. There's another like person like my same level, and we were like talking over like the messaging, and I kept saying "ope," <laughs> like because I say "ope" like all the time, and he's like, "What's ope?" <laughs> you're like, you don't know "ope." It's like you're not from the middle. Never used "ope." <laughs> ope is like I I struggle to go an hour without saying okay. "ope" in my life. <laughs> it's like uh, you know like drop your keys, ope, turn the wrong way, ope mishandle something oh like so- someone says something to me that i don't know the answer to i'm like oh i don't know yeah <laughs> i started now when i'm emailing people instead of oh to hide that i'm midwestern i'll just say oh, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i'm just like oh uh <laughs> then i'll try and answer them yep. <laughs> oh. uh what if you uh what have you been watching lately wolf well i started my 31 movies for Halloween where I'm trying to watch 31 horror movies. One a day in in theory, but that's not, I mean, that already hasn't happened. So I'm through <laughs> seven, seven days in. So that's good. It's a good average, but it hasn't been on one day. Hasn't been one day each. So I'm going to, I'm going to list them to you and I'm going to let you pick one of the movies to ask for my thoughts on. This is very exciting Absolutely. for you. Hellraiser, Hellraiser, Funny Games, the American remake, not the German movie, Jennifer's Body, Orphan, Scanners, Images, which we'll talk about, and The Nightmare Before Christmas. All first-time watches for me. I want to ask you about Scanners because I have not seen Scanners either, and I have been wanting to see it for so long just solely because of that uh, clip of the guy's head exploding. And I just am like, that's awesome. I like did not expect that to happen in the moment. Like, 
both of them were just like sitting there like doing their thing with their like heads going nuts like scanning each other which you didn't know at the time but they were scanning each other and then the head explodes and you're like holy shit so good and yeah it was like it was it was so much fun but the movie itself was uh it was really good it was a lot of fun to uh to like watch and there's not a lot of movies like that anymore where um like it seems like all the ideas are used up in, in, in senses like that and i didn't really understand what a scanner was for a while until i kind of understood that these people could literally just like do like all sorts of telekinesis because at first i just thought they were able to like read people's minds which was like whatever that's kind of cool but like I, I don't know but then uh yeah and then cronenberg really knows how to like have an environment like the movie itself which is like a thrill ride and every like every uh character was kind of like uh not a great person except for like like there was like <laughs> good and bad like there was very clear good and very clear bad and nobody really like kind of like was like in the gray which i thought was kind of like made it kind of like an easy watch because you knew what was going on mm-hmm. you knew what was happening and then the end was really good because like the two like most powerful scanners finally like meet and they like have their moment and the ending kind of leaves you like unsure. So uh, it wasn't like scary, but it really like tapped into the whole like gore and like really strong natural effects and like good, like environment horrors of like the late, like the seventies and like into the eighties. It sounds awesome. Like I've, I've heard nothing but good things about it and, yeah, I feel like you you hit, hit on something there where like we just don't see that many movies anymore like the ones that David David Cronenberg made <laughs> where like you know like we we I feel like we rip off the 80s like continuously with uh with uh like horror remakes and stuff like that but like I don't understand why we don't try like some of the body horror stuff and like I, because this stuff almost, I feel like it almost ages really well with, because it kind of like mixes with sci-fi, which mm-hmm. is really big now too. I, I think like if they were do, to do it again, I mean, they would have to like they would CGI all of it because they they like they would be given the money to do stuff like that. But I mean, I don't know any movie I've ever seen where i was like man like i wish that was cgi like jurassic park looks so yeah. good and like jaws and alien like i just like i don't need even the thing last week like i don't <laughs> i just don't need cgi in these movies yeah like even when you can tell it's practical you're never like sitting there like damn i'm so pissed that that was practical you know yeah like, it, like the only time the only time you're mad that it wasn't newer cgi is when it's like older cgi you know yeah, I got I got mad during like the Fast and Furious movies because there's like very specific moments where it's like that looks awful. Like I don't know how you would have done that like naturally because it probably would have been like super dangerous for a stunt person. But like even still, it just looked bad. Yeah, it's like think of think of some way to like uh, figure out the stunt where we can do it. Just so like when I'm watching it, I'm not like. I don't like immediately click my brain off because like, I know like, Oh, this has been rendered in a computer. Well, okay. <laughs> I agree. Um, what have you been watching lately? So I, I similarly have been, um, on like a big spooktober kip, kick, kick, um, cri- the criterion channel, like released this, this list of, 
like seventies horror movies, uh, which I've been going through, which is, is where we got images from, uh, for today. But, um, I've just been going through and, and watching a ton of them. So I watched, uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I watched this movie called Season of the Witch, which is directed by George Romero. I, I watched a really campy, uh, funny movie called Trog, uh, which is just hilarious. Um, I've, I've, I watched Don't Look Now with Donald Sutherland. And then I, I also watched um, Sisters, uh, this Brian De Palma movie, which was really interesting. And then that same day, I also watched... Um, Another David Cronenberg movie called The Brood, which was really interesting too. Um, yeah, I'm just like super pleased with with this list of 70s horror movies, though. It's been a lot of fun. The Brood and Sisters are both in like my like list I made for myself. I'm working through. Okay, Season of the Witch is really confusing to me because Halloween three, like after the colon, is called Season of the Witch. <laughs> and then they have like the one I think you're talking about from the 70s because that's been on Shutter yeah. forever. But the other weird thing about it was like it has a runtime, and then if you look it on Letterbox, it has a runtime, and they just like don't they don't mesh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The and and the other thing too was like so I, I'm looking at its Letterbox now, and like the poster on there says Season of the Witch. But then the title on Letterbox says Hungry Wives. And then that's the, actually the title that like pops up in the movie. So then I'm like, what is it? What is it called? And yeah, like the runtime is off by like 15 minutes. And I'm like, uh, like, which one is the real one here? How long was it? Do you remember? It, it was like 93 minutes was the cut I watched, something like that. Like a tight 90. That's a really like, that's a big difference in cut. I mean, because I'm pretty sure I saw where it was like, over like i think it was like 108 minutes or something like that that's like 15 minutes they're cutting off yeah yeah i think that's what i saw too and like i have no idea i have no idea where they got that from <laughs> weird that's like it was it was oh no, sorry go ahead that's just like that's funny because whenever they have like i don't, I don't know i mean i know now they have like unrated versions of movies which is like one more minute of like a little more blood yeah i i sort of wonder like if that's the the version I watched or if I was watching the like watered down sanitized version or what. <laughs> and isn't a director's cut is normally longer, right? Normally I will say the there's, there's one exception that I've encountered, which was um, we were watching this John Cassavetes movie for school called um, the killing of a Chinese bookie. Mm. And um, I remember I, I, I was talking to uh, actually somebody that uh, a mutual uh, friend that that we have from high school, and he was in my same class. And I just watched the the print that like they put on on our school's website, um, which is normally like in like 540p, so it doesn't look great. But it was like an hour and 45 minutes. And then he watched because he got annoyed with that print. He went and he was like, oh. I actually am going to watch the two and a half hour one online, but apparently the hour 45 cut is the director's cut. Interesting. Which fascinates me. Yeah. I have no idea why it's like that, but it's weird. <laughs> That's really weird. I like that though. That's uh, I'm glad you're enjoying horror. Has this made you 
do you feel like you're no longer able to say you're not a horror guy? I feel like I feel like I don't know enough about horror still to be like I'm I'm a horror guy, but I I will say that I'm at least like learning what type of horror movies I do like. You know, like um I think the thing with all of these movies uh is is been like they're trying to be entertaining in one way or the other and then kind of be scary or or whereas like uh I really hate horror that's just like trying to um that's just trying to like jump scare me out of the theater Mm -hmm. that like bothers me so much and that like gives me issues uh so like i at least i at least am learning that there's some types of horror that i like yeah yeah i agree with that i ran into uh you're gonna love this so i was watching like red zone on like my little tv and like on the big tv like my girlfriend and i are trying to find a movie to watch so we picked this horror movie called the void from 2016 <laughs> and i shit you now we got an hour in neither like she wasn't watching i was literally watching football like looking every once in a while and i'm just like can we just like be done with this like i don't even know what's going on <laughs> like i even did the thing where i do this i do this sometimes where like if i'm not 100 percent sure what's going on I, like i like go to the wikipedia and i just like scroll and i'm like oh i know what's going on okay this movie i was like what this no <laughs> so uh that's uh that's the horror i don't like is where they like that movie like created an environment that like was supposed to be scary but i didn't really care and i didn't care about any of the characters and i didn't really understand if it was supernatural or what and i was like you know what end of the day i'm good this movie i never watched this movie. Yeah. as far as i'm concerned i never turned this movie on <laughs> Not even like worth worth a logging on, on Letterbox. Just like, eh, I don't know. I didn't watch it. I yeah, like I um, I went and saw like Curse of La Llorona mm, last year. Sorry, and like, I, yeah, exactly. And like that was I, I just like a movie where I'm like, okay, you're just jump scaring me. I don't care about anybody in this movie, and you're trying to like create an extended universe, like. I, I I want way less of that. <laughs> Is that in that's in the that's in the conjuring, right? Yeah, I think so. They have like a weird like thing where they like shoehorn Annabelle in the like Annabelle doll into the beginning. And then they're like, and now to La Yorona. <laughs> and then there's Vera Farmiga walking around being like, Take my card. Here's my card. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my card. I feel like, and then and then she gets up on the on the Boston accent. Uh, five minutes later, I feel like Vera doesn't want anybody to remember like her for that role, but like that she's the she's forever going to be the kind of awful therapist from the, the Departed. <laughs> yeah, she'll, it's, that's always what she'll be in my mind. It's just like every time she's in a movie, I'm just thinking about uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio talking to her, being like, "Okay, hot shot." <laughs> Should we uh get to our quick question here?
our connection's fine. I don't. Oh, you're muted. That's why I couldn't hear you. Okay. I was like, oh god, our connection's really bad. Yeah, I don't know what's I don't know what's happening then. Because normally it just uh, it just stopped working. <laughs> our connection issues bad, but it's still going. We're still podcasting. This is good stuff. This is good for our fans. The audience loves this. At least we know we, we can cut this out again. I wonder how bad it would sound if we just like put the phone down and just talked over Zoom. Probably it would be. We could probably do it if you want. I mean, we get some out, outside noise, but I don't know if that's the end of the world. We uh. Uh, yeah, we can see if see if it will work or not. That doesn't bother me. Um, so the quick question was actually going to Letterboxd and searching. You can like go to the search and it says uh, most popular. Yeah. So going there and then going to like sorting it by like what you have not watched. Sure. Oh man. So basically, it's just movies you have not seen listed by like Letterboxd popularity. Uh, most popular. Sorry. Not watched. Okay, perfect. What's the number one movie on there? What's the top movie? Top left. So for me, it's a quiet place. Why have you not seen it yet? That's the question. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. Truth be told, I think I've been, I've I've been like waiting, uh, to just be like, I think I think I've just been waiting for that new one to come out, and uh, then for that to be like the reason to see it. But yeah, I have, I have no idea why I have I have not seen it to this point. <laughs> That's fair. That's like, I don't think that's ever anywhere either. Like, I, I can't ever think of a time I've been scrolling through a streaming service and being like, oh, there's a quiet place. Yeah, like, I, is it, I feel like it popped on Prime for like momentarily and then I was just like, eh, I'll get to it later. And then it was gone by the time I tried. And it's like, well, okay. Prime is definitely the most like, you had it for a month. And now it's gone. Yeah. Streaming service out of any of them. Prime, they're just like, well, you missed it. Sucks to suck. (laughs) Mine is, uh, mine's Blade Runner 2049. And my reasoning for that is because it was never streaming anywhere. And when it came out in theaters, I hadn't seen Blade Runner yet. So I was like, I don't want to see this movie until I like, well, it was, it was long. I don't want to see it because it was long. Yeah. And it also didn't help. It was a sequel. Yeah. And then, I now own it on DVD. I bought it for like five bucks. Hell yeah. And it came in the middle of me like doing like the Oscars, the rewatchables and like watching all the Fast and Furious movies. So like that was like way down on the list. I'll watch it eventually. I don't know when, but it's like now in my grasp. <laughs> I, I definitely like recommend it to you too, because it's just a solid movie. It's um, I I think you'll really like it. Like if you um, if you enjoyed the last Blade Runner, I love Blade Runner. Really, really like Blade Runner. Um, my, my second movie is way more. 
Deadpool. I've never seen Deadpool. <laughs> Deadpool, like, I don't know. If you're not a superhero guy, then then that's a fine one to miss, I feel like. I uh, I like Deadpool, too. <laughs> if you like Deadpool 2, Deadpool 2, then you're probably, you'll probably like Deadpool 1. Should we, uh, should we get into images here? Let's do it then. So Images is the 1972 movie directed by Robert Altman, also written by him, uh, starring Susanna York, based off of, it's a children's book that she wrote, right? Or it has, it has passages from the children's book in it. Yes. If this was based off of a children's book, I would be, um, I would be terrified of what this children's book looked like. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's it's uh, includes pieces from Susanna York's novel. Uh, it stars Rene Albert Jonois. I don't know how to say his name. Rene. He's he's in other Altman movies. Uh, Marcel Bozuffi, uh, Hugh Millay, uh, Catherine Harrison, and Joe Morley as old man. Um, what did you think of this movie, Wolf? Yeah, she definitely like really shines in this. Like I it's hard to it's hard to imagine this movie without her cuz she's just so like perfect for the role. And yeah, like this is like a movie where there's not things necessarily like jumping out at you to scare you or anything, but it just has really good atmosphere and as like the things happen you're just like, "Oh damn. Oh, oh my god. Okay. Wow. All right." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he does his score's great too. It's so good at setting the scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just brutally, brutally murdered that camera, blows it away. <laughs> I did you? I, so uh, one thing that like really confused me in the movie that I think was like a good thing about the movie. Did you find the like space of the house very disorienting? Like hard to tell which room led to another and things like that. Because sometimes that surprised me a lot.
Yeah, it's super fascinating to like watch it, and um, or even like um, when she thinks she hears somebody upstairs, and then Hugh goes up there, and then he comes back down the other staircase with like the the deer head, and I was like, oh my god, I didn't even know there was a staircase there, or like when you first meet Marcel, and um, you first meet Marcel, and she opens the door and sees the daughter there. And I thought that that was like a closet, but that's like a door into the entryway. Like that scared me too. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And that's definitely like, it, it, the movie does such a good job of putting you in your shoes too. Cause that's like, that's where I was too mentally. Like I was like, either that's uh, her as either that's Catherine as a young child, or that's like supposed to be Catherine's child. And then it's like, Oh wait, no, it's, it's Marcel's kid. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's just playful enough with like, the reality of the setting that um that that you just kind of like sit there and and go like wow okay this is this could be happening i don't know <laughs> does this um where does this like fit in for you as far as like the genre of horror as a whole Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, you're you're hitting on like a good point there of just like I do feel like the horror genre nowadays has decided to like really delve into like the monsters and ghouls aspect of it. Whereas like this movie I, I agree with what you said where it's definitely very like cheap, uh, cheaply made because it's, it, if you think about it, it's pretty much all in one location. 
except for the opening and closing scene. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just five people in the cast and a couple of dogs. And like, really like the scariness is just out of like the disorientation and, and the other people and the way that they act. And yet, yeah, like you said, sometimes it, it, it is still scary. It's still entertaining to watch. It's still like intriguing. Yeah. I almost don't understand why they don't do movies like this more. It's, it's weird. Yeah, exactly. No, I think you're a hundred percent right. It's like, there's something that's almost like so identifiable in this movie that that's what makes it scary as opposed to like something's going to come out of the woodworks and kill you. Like she's really like, I like she's confronting her schizophrenia, but she's also confronting like her past, which boy, that's a very film school uh, sentence that I just said there, but it's true. And like, it's it's as terrifying as as a ghost or uh, a serial killer or something like that, you know. And it, it just works really well in this movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Like it, they they didn't like like you said. They the, nowadays they would definitely get very scientific about it and and have like I, I i find it funny that you mentioned glass because like that's totally what would happen is they would have a or, or like split where they would just have a um psychologist character like come in and and explain away the the like illness and why why it's happening like that and this it kind of just like leaves it up for interpretation or your own interpretation Split, I feel like, was people just thirsting to have a good M. Night movie again, you know? <laughs> you, you're on Village Island, but you're, you're a proud member of Village Island. It's uh, it's definitely like, I feel like, so I feel, I feel like uh, in that movie, even its detractors have to admit now that like, it's certainly one of M. Night Shyamalan's better movies. If you like, look at what else has come out after that too. You know what I mean? Like people at the time were really like, ah, they, they were really going to town on that movie. And then like, I feel like if you look back on it now, it's like, boy, I was really harsh, wasn't I? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
It would be another another interesting in Spooktober. <laughs> um, have have you seen many like seventies horror movies before? Because I think this is probably the first time like really foraying into it is this year. Always, always important. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like the I like how a lot of these movies, especially like uh, and and uh, images was definitely this way. There's almost like a like a glow to the look of all the movies. Like these things seem almost like shimmering, like dreamlike looking. I I love that about these seventy horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> that Wicker Man. I've got to see that. That's on the list. I've I've heard nothing but good things about it. I've seen the bad Nick Cage remake. I gotta I gotta watch the Wicker Man. That's that is who he is. That is who he is. <laughs> You've you've gotta you've gotta watch the the Nick Cage remake to see there's a blink and you miss it Aaron Eckhart cameo where he's like a, a he's a, a trucker in a diner and his only line in in the movie is just like thanks son and he just gets up and walks away it's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, she that's a that's a real bad beat. She's like the main like leader of the whole like witch tribe or whatever you want to call it. Their whole little like group in the uh on the island. <laughs> oh my god. I honestly that's one of the most horrific movies I've seen too. <laughs> That put the fear of God in me. Requiem for a dream. Yeah. I, I was not running out to do 
do heroin anytime soon after that movie. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely wanted me to be afraid like that. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I, I wanted to ask you, and, and maybe this would be a good place to start. I think I know where you're going to go. What was your favorite performance in this? Yeah, agreed. Like, yeah, I like I like Renee uh, blah, 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 as, as Hugh, and uh, I also like the like I, I don't know if his name's Hugh Malays or Hugh Malay or as as Marcel. I fucking hate that guy. Like that character. We'll talk about that character more because uh, like I've I've never been cheering for a character's death more. But I thought he was like good as somebody like that you're just supposed to hate but uh yeah like Susanna York is pretty much in every scene in this movie and like there's no way it works if she's not just like amazing in this thing Yeah, exactly. Like, if if there's anything about her performance which, like, has to cover so many different areas, like, you know, there's her, like, being nice to the little girl, and then there's her, like, really freaked out, and there's her, um, you know, like, trying to, like, it, there's, like, her in the relationship with Hugh, and then with, with Marcel and with Renee, like, all of that, it's, they're very different in each scene. And if, like, she wasn't able to pull one off well, uh, the whole thing would kind of fall apart. But she just, like, she she's able to do it do it all. It's, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. I bet I bet what they did is they probably they probably hired a double and got somebody with like a back of their head that looks kind of like her and they just had her stand there and you know what I mean <laughs> It's always it's always fun watching a watching a movie where there's two people where there's one person playing two characters and you're like Especially in it before CG, where you can be like, "Oh, was it was it the actress? Who was it? Was it her?" <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> we off pod. Uh, you also made a good point, which is that like. When she screams in this movie, she like really lets it loose. And that's almost scary in itself.
Yeah, exactly. Like her, her reactions in that, in that scene, it just like, it tells you everything you need to know uh, in the moment. And then it keeps you wondering like what that's going to mean later on. And uh, yeah, it just, it just wouldn't be as good if she wasn't in the role. Were there any roles that uh, like rang fa false to you? No. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Did you find the old man a little over the top? I did a, a, a tiny bit. I don't know. There's just something about him, like coming into every scene, like it's just me and my dog, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, we're, you're just like, you just tromp around and like walk into people's lives willy nilly. Okay, that's strange. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I, I just think it's so funny. Like, he just like, he just comes into any scene and he's just like, me and my dog are walking three miles and we just decided to creep up to your house today. It's like, ah, okay. I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got two dead bodies in here if you want to call the police. <laughs> um, what, what was your favorite scene uh, of, the, of the movie? Do you want me to give options? I have options. So I thought the opening scene where Catherine is receiving all like the phone calls from that like uh, woman's voice in the beginning, I thought that was pretty interesting. I had uh, the scene where we, like you were talking about, where we see the ghost of Renee um, and he's uh, Hugh changes into Renee and we're basically, you know, learning about what happened with them. Uh, the introduction of Marcel, who is just the worst human being alive, uh, but uh, he makes it interesting and, and he just immediately comes in and you're like, oh man, I think I know what happened between these two. <laughs> um, I like the montage where you see Catherine with all of her lovers. I thought that was really interesting. Um, I liked when she killed the ghost of Renee. Uh, I liked... Uh, when there's the scene of everybody like switching and, and uh, uh, Marcel's daughter is like falling asleep and you basically are like, which guy is she interacting with right now? Is it Marcel? Is it Hugh? Like what's going on? Um, I also like that series of scenes that we, that we just mentioned where she kills the ghost of Marcel, the old man comes over and then eventually Marcel's daughter comes over and, uh, you realize that there's not a coast. And then, of course, like the ending, I thought was just like spectacular. Yeah, and just look. Like the her hitting herself with the car and like that fall that it takes that her body takes down that waterfall is just like 
I, I think it hits every rock imaginable. <laughs> just sitting there going like, oh, oh, oh. And then you'll think about that being Hugh and you're just like, oh no, that's poor Hugh. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely like a thing. It, it was a thing where like, I didn't necessarily know how it contributed to like the momentum of the plot in a way, but like, it certainly helped me as the viewer to be like, okay, this is what she's like with these guys on their own, I guess would be the way I would put it. Yeah. It, it like was a little bit of a moment of clarity, at least for me. And then all of them too, just being like, you know, like referring to last night or whatever. I thought that was really interesting that they all like experienced it in their own way. And it's just super fascinating. I think. It's uh, it's hard not to like just reference so many of the scenes because it does all like it in a way it's almost like a mystery, you know, like you're sitting there trying to catch up on what's happening and then uh, like things will pop into place and then you just eventually get to that, like just stellar ending where things like really made, it's like the first time where things made sense. And the first time where I felt like I was getting like real payoff on what was happening. And I was just like, ah, oh, great ending. So good. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, like, oh man, she's um, she's not she's not the most well-adjusted person, and this is really starting to like wreak havoc on her. <laughs> no, no, I don't think it was a happy ending for Catherine at all. <laughs> um. We talked about some of our favorite scenes. Was there any one that you hated or uh, was there just a few slow parts to you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely like, especially in the beginning, uh, after that like opening sequence with all the phone calls and stuff like that, you're just like kind of sitting there like, okay, it's just two people that are like kind of a boring married couple. <laughs> you know, you're not, it's not like, there's not like a ton that's like super interesting happening there. It's just there for like the, the vibes or like the lead in.
I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we, we flashed way forward. Like we didn't even hear them mention going to Ireland, but now we're just in Ireland. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which is like a super interesting way to transition into that. It's, it's why like, there's no like one bad scene. Cause like, you'll be kind of like, what's going on? And then like something will happen that kind of ups the intrigue and you're like, okay, I, it's not, we're not like at the height of intrigue yet, but I'm at least trying to piece together things. Um, did, did anything age poorly to you? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, things uh th things are are not in a healthy place with them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just based all around like dinner and wine and hunting and there doesn't seem to be like that much of a genuine connection between the two of them. Yeah, yeah, Hugh, like, I think the movie, like, really, uh, really hammers that home where it's like she probably was most in love with Renee, but then Renee died, and then probably entered into, like, a pretty unhealthy relationship with Marcel, and then was like, I gotta end that, and then married Hugh, or maybe maybe my sequencing of things is off, but that seems to be, like, what the pecking order was of those relationships. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I you hit on something that I wanted to talk about here too, which is just like Marcel in twenty twenty, like would not fly uh there's like like for the for the mechanics of like a person that you're supposed to be identifying with i i'm glad that like marcel would not be it, it exist in a movie now but I, I would also be sad because like you don't really get like characters like that that are just like they're just bad but they like They, they just sort of are existing. Like there's not like a comment on how bad they are. They're just bad, you know? I, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah.
Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's definitely part of Marcel's character that he's just like self-centered and just going after like what he wants and like Yeah, I don't know, in like another movie and like in like another movie it, he would have been he would have been like the big bad guy that she's like running away from or something. I like that it was just like he's just a shitty guy that's in her life. <laughs> yeah, quote unquote a good dad. I, I, his motivations, or whether that's actually his motivation or not, I'm, I'm dubious of that. <laughs> he's, he's having fun. He's, he's grilling up some steaks. Uh, he better go get the ketchup. Have you, have you ever been a ketchup on steak guy? I, I never have been. Yeah, people, it's, it's, it seems similar to like the ranch on pizza thing, where it's like people that try it once, they just never go back. <laughs> Plus, I just fucking love the pizza on its own. I don't need any ranch to spice it up. I'm happy with it. Oh, yeah, you get to watch, you get to watch my beloved Chicago Bears just get absolutely dicked tomorrow <laughs> i i'm uh there's nothing tom brady loves more than just crushing the souls of the bears i think i thought they said today he's out. i have him out on my auction league where he's on my team <laughs> Should we uh should we bring it on home with the uh with some of the trivia on this one? Oh. 100%. Yeah, I want to hear it. Yeah, okay, so my roommate told me that too and like isn't that creepy? Isn't that absolutely like terrifying? Yeah. Yeah, that That's what I was thinking too. I was like the little girl is dead? How? Like what 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 happened? Maybe maybe that was like a secretly secretly cursed set or something. Um I already mentioned the trivia of her contributing uh tales from her children's book. Uh actress Susanna York that is uh, so I'll, I'll leave that out. Um, so another another thing that I thought was really funny um, that I noticed when putting this together, but I didn't notice when watching the movie about the cast as a whole. So the five main people, so excluding the old man, so they all have each other's names. So Susanna York plays Catherine, and the little girl is named Catherine Harrison. That's the actress. Meanwhile, the Catherine Harrison's character is named Susanna, so like Susanna York, and then Renee Hamanomana, uh, it plays Hugh, but then the guy that plays Marcel is named Hugh, 
And then the guy that plays Renee is named Marcel. So I just thought that was funny. <laughs> Like Robert Altman's just like, I don't know what to name these people, so I'm just going to make it your name. <laughs> it made me laugh when I read it. Um, so uh, Robert Altman, I, this is less of a trivia and just more of a, uh, of a quote from Robert Altman here, and I want to get your take. Uh, so he's talking about casting Susanna York, and he said this. It was after I'd seen Susanna in something I particularly didn't like her in. I saw Jane Eyre on the transatlantic plane flight one night, and I couldn't figure out why I was sitting there for that long looking at that awful film. <laughs> George C. Scott was atrocious in it, but Susanna's face intrigued me so much. I never got tired of her. The problem with images is that the girl is on screen for just about 100% of the time. So I was very conscious of the fact that we needed someone who the audience wasn't going to tire of, and now in retrospect, there's no way I can readjust my mind backwards to think anybody but Susanna York could play, could have played it. Um, what do you think about that? <laughs> that is that is the most filmmakery way to uh, to say that. Yeah, I just couldn't I couldn't I couldn't take my eyes off her. She just had an interesting look. It's like, yeah, okay, I get what you're saying, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a very good point i do think he's, he brings up uh something though that we've been echoing which is just uh that she's really great in this i couldn't imagine anybody else anymore yeah absolutely so i, I at least uh <laughs> at least he followed his uh, se sexual impulses enough to cast her uh <laughs> <laughs> that she did a good job. Um, this sort of dovetails with my uh, other, uh, my and my last piece of IMDb trivia, which is that Susanna York didn't really want to do this movie. Um, and so Robert Altman flew all the way to Greece, where she was shooting another movie, to try and convince her to do this. Um, and basically what won her over uh, was that... Um, he disliked the script he wrote as much as she did and that he really just felt it was like a starting point and that they kind of like figured out their way from there. And um, I, I read that like they kind of like rehearsed their way into like what became the final, final film. It's pretty cool, right? That he was just like, I like this actress. She's what I have in my head. Um, I'm going to like reverse engineer it so that we're both happy with what this is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it's like respecting her agency as like an artist too, where it's like, okay, the actor is going to be even better in this. If, if, if she like is a, a, a critical part of this, cause she's a, a, a genuine critical part of the movie. I think that about puts a bow on things though. Uh, is there any parting shots you want to give? No, <laughs> it's okay to say no. Uh, are you, are you excited for 
next week's show, the 2010 Oscar ceremony. This will be a fun one, I think. I'm I'm excited for a new format, which we're going to reveal. And yeah, like, um, there's like there's like a few movies that I really like, and then there's the ones that like I just want to cast into the fire, and not talk about again. <laughs> I'm good. I'm going to look at my list and, and, and see which one you're talking about. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. I know which one. <laughs> I'm, uh, we, so uh, uh, we'll leave the audience in suspense here, but I'll just say that. So I, I, I did, I, I rewatched the blind side today. Um, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll be, you'll be hearing, uh, my thoughts about it a little bit, uh, next, next week, but, um, we were going to watch this movie and then we were like, oh, it's not even streaming anywhere. I thought it was streaming somewhere. It looks like I'm just going to watch the blind side instead today since it's on Netflix or er. It's it's a long movie too, right? I'm not I'm not Oh. Oh man. <laughs> uh the 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 uh the difference in my patience for watching There Will Be Blood where in, in this movie, though, is eons because there will be blood. I, I, uh, I, I like a great deal more. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so good. It's undeniable how good it is. No, I think we gave them, we gave them a good 105 minutes here. Uh, they got their they got their money's worth here. <laughs> 